0: I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey there, welcome back Solar Warrior to another Tactical Tuesday, a short form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tips, tools, and advice for building your clean energy business or career. As many of you are surely aware, the industry is expected to scale from four percent roughly of power generation to 45 percent of overall generation that is the solar industry here in the united states in the next couple of decades and one of the ways that low to moderate income uh, and uh, often overlooked and overburdened communities have been able to begin participating in the clean energy transition is through a model that many have called the fourth vertical that's community Solar. And I am excited today to introduce you to one of Solar Power World's 2021 solar champions. In fact, the person named their top solar change maker in 2021, Kate Gold of Solar Landscape. And the reason that Kate has been singled out as the top change maker is for her workforce development program and her green. Ambassador Program, Uh, the folks that she has helped join the solar workforce in the last two years through this pandemic has been phenomenal. Her partnership with the governor and the state of New Jersey, her partnership with recognized entities like GAF, and how she came up with the plan and executed on the Workforce Development Program that is now being hailed as one of the exemplar programs in our Clean energy economy, her work for communities, and her work for her company, Solar Landscape, is laudable and deserves recognition. Today, she gets that here on Suncast. If you're enjoying this, I would encourage you to go check out some of the other longer form episodes that we have on Suncast. You can do that through mySuncast.com, or you could just search around in whatever podcast player you are in. Uh, Hopefully, you have landed on the Suncast podcast. You can search through the rest of the feed there. We've got more than four hundred founders and executive stories of clean energy leadership that you can peruse. For now, let's get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune into another tactical, practical Tuesday episode here on Suncast. All right, welcome back, Solar Warriors, to another Tactical Tuesday. As promised, we are going to be meeting one of Solar Power World's change makers and solar champions, Kate Gold. And uh, we're going to learn what it means to be a change maker and how, in fact, they are revitalizing and re-energizing workforce development in our industry. In July of this year, Solar Power World, uh, on their 10th anniversary, had a list of top solar champions. They only chose five, I think. Uh, One of those, the one that was named top solar change maker, is with us today. The director of community engagement at Solar Landscape, none other than Caitlin Gold. Kate, welcome to Suncast.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: It's absolutely a pleasure to have you on Suncast, and I've really enjoyed reading more about the the work that you guys are doing. One of the reasons that I want the Suncast tribe to learn more about you is not only the fact that you're a change maker, and, and we like to uh, expose folks to the kind of thinking that it takes to actually affect change in our world, and in our industry, but also I feel that there's just not enough. There's not enough recognition about community solar and the amazing work that's being done in community solar. And I, I think that homegrown companies like Solar Landscape don't get enough uh, enough publicity and visibility. And I just love it when someone that I didn't know, uh, we didn't have any sort of prior relationship, I, I see, you know, Solar Power World give this amazing acknowledgement of your work. And then I get the privilege of getting to know you a little better. So, <laughs> You know, I have a question for you before we get into kind of what does it mean to be a change maker? And it's more around sort of like a traditional suncast sort of bent. You were a teacher, you're a trained teacher, and then you spent a lot of time placing folks at a company most would recognize called Robert Half. How did you find yourself going from a career in education and placement to community engagement at a solar company?
1: It's a really good question. Um, my career path is interesting, just like most people, but I feel like there's certain things that do happen for a reason, and I've um something that i as I've gotten older, I just I believe in is just listening to what makes sense at the time so I stayed and and did what I loved and then when there was an opportunity that felt right I, I knew I needed to jump so I was a teacher for for three years and I and a huge passion for educating and now that I have my own children I think that's that's even completely enhanced the way I feel about our future and our future generations I had the opportunity one of the um, one of the families that I taught at the time had a, a great opportunity at Robert half to um, move into the corporate world so I took it. I took a leap of faith and joined that company back in 2011. And it was such a good experience. I learned so much. I placed and helped candidates. I mean, it, I would say close to a thousand probably candidates over my time there with resume help and interview help and career advice and just making sure that I'm super involved with the whole the way that Robert Half sort of works is we get very involved and very entrenched in our own communities. And we have a, a, a regional sort of landscape that we that we work with. So the companies and the organizations that I was placing our candidates in, I got very familiar with. So things like soft skills were important that that I needed to understand and just the right sort of fit. So I was working with both the companies and candidates to make sure that um, employment opportunities were there and then kind of coaching them along the way. So it was a it was a really great experience that Robert Half. I knew about solar landscape. My, my brother is actually the CEO of solar landscape. So I had been very close with him and the organization. I know several of the other, uh, I grew up with several of the people that work for solar landscape. So I was close to the organization and, and, and always kind of talked with him and understood what was going on, but always at a distance. And then when, when um, Governor Murphy and the legislation changed to for the Clean Energy Act of 2018, when community solar was really something that solar landscape was going to make a big push for, um, this position was sort of created in conjunction with what was necessary, plus what I was good at. And uh, and that's how, that's how the role sort of happened for us. So we took the community solar idea and the, the plan behind it really seriously. And when I had um, several brainstorming sessions with, with some people at Soil Landscape, it was, here's what's necessary. Here's what's happening. Here's what we think we can do. Workforce was something that really wasn't done at all, to my knowledge, in the industry in our state at the time. So we were innovators, and it was a lot of brainstorming sessions of how we can do this and how we can make impacts really Quickly and meaningful for the for the members of these communities. So we sort of advise, uh, kind of um, came up with a with a strong plan and, and put things to paper. And then my role was had kind of evolved from there.
0: So, Kate, the work that Solar Landscape is involved in predominantly centers around this idea of community solar, and yeah, you know, community solar is finally having its day in the sun, so to speak. It, uh, it's becoming uh, a very popular now, uh, you know, alternative method for folks to have solar energy through a subscription Mm -hmm. model, but it's also providing access to clean energy for folks that traditionally, you know, couldn't access clean energy. Along the same line, how has community solar provided more than just access to clean energy uh, and especially for solar landscape?
1: It's a a really good question. I think besides just clean energy, what community solar provides to their community members is is workforce development really, not only just educating the communities on what it what it means and how the impact what the impact they can have on the day-to-day on their day-to-day life just to be able to breathe cleaner air, but the fact that this is happening, especially in our state right now at such a at such a high rate, there's just such an opportunity for workforce. So we took that very seriously and, and devised and, and kind of came up with a whole plan to make sure that we were not only building these huge solar projects and then providing the clean energy, but also providing the chance for for workforce and for development and for training would then make them employable within this industry.
0: Kate, like everything, hindsight's twenty twenty. I could potentially guess a little bit about how it, it makes perfect sense that you worked in a placement firm and you're a teacher. And so you joined your brother's company and you're helping with you know, other folks get you helping folks get jobs, but I've worked inside the community of solar and the broader solar industry for uh, a little while, and I, I know that inside a solar company, just like any company, there's chaos. You were invited on board to help bring order out of chaos. How did you go about first establishing that there was a need for workforce development, and then second, building something that felt programmatic and so programmatic that now the state and big uh, industry partners are adopting the work that you've done.
1: Um, it's a really good question. And it was just looking back, thinking of that, making making me kind of relive that those early times, this whole landscape was so fun because it was completely coming from Robert Half, which is such a well-established company. This was, this had the startup feel of here's this, here's this chance. Here's this, we want to train upwards of 150 people and there's really no blueprint of how to do it. So that was really exciting. And I feel like the best way what I, what I could just, you know, if I could offer any advice to anyone else who might be in a similar situation is I just had a lot of conversations with lot. Lot of people, I talked to as many people as I could. We had some nonprofit relationships and partners in, in the nonprofit world that were um, aware of what may happen should we be awarded these projects. And what ended up happening is we were awarded as many projects, if not more, than we than we thought we were going to be. So we had then we had some work to do. So then it was let's let's all let's let's go for it. So I think that the the, the beginning part, the, the reason that it it worked was a lot of meetings and a lot of conversations and what we wanted to accomplish was making sure that our program, our workforce development program was not some cookie cutter program that was going to serve us, but really truly serve its members. So we, we took that seriously. We had a lot of conversations around the needs. What's the, the demographic? What are they currently, where are they at with their own job search? Um, what, what would be valuable? So we kind of um, we tailored our program to, to fit what I think was necessary with some of those organizations. There's a, Besides just the nonprofit partners, um, we I, I created several relationships with colleges, with high schools, just this this youth like this upcoming generation is just as important as a current one, if not more in a lot of ways. There's I think there's going to be a pretty rapid deployment at the energy sector. So that was our plan.
0: Well, you've partnered with, as you mentioned, a number of agencies. There's a couple of things that I want to better understand. One is. Who specifically did you have in mind as an avatar? You mentioned 150 and you guys have now trained well over that number with your Green Ambassador program and you've begun to expand it out. So first, sort of set the stage for me as you're thinking about it from a programmatic perspective, who's the avatar that you want to help train? And then what milestones or success metrics have you uh, been able to establish? As I understand it, you've had uh, graduates go on to work in some of the sort of early milestone projects in the state.
1: In the beginning, I think what we saw was the the fast need for installation training. So we partnered with, not at first. Actually, at, at first, um, just due to timing, we were forced to do a virtual training. So we kind of pivoted at the time. We had a full blown eighty hour in person um, really exciting training that we had planned. And we were going to travel across the state to make these trainings happen where we were going to have a, you know, in South Jersey, North Jersey, Western Jersey trainings that for, for the, for the members of those communities. And then COVID happened. So we, we did everything virtually. So we offered installation training online. Go ahead. Who's the training for specifically? Those were for anyone who's interested in insulation. Okay. So what ended up happening was we our, our largest partner, the, 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 Largest demographic of trainees came from Edison Job Corps, which is part of the Department, oh, the National cool. Department of Labor. So we had a relation to the, of the relationships that I was creating along the way. That one seemed to be one that made the most sense as COVID happened. And all of those students, there's about 450 students on that campus. Um, those students are between the ages of 18 and 24 who are there to learn a trade. It's a, it's predominantly a vocational type program. They were forced to go back home when we came up with the virtual training. They were super excited. We offered. 60 hour virtual trainings for, um, for solar installation through the Edison job Corps program mostly, but we also expanded it to other nonprofit partners at the time.
0: Can you give a couple of examples of lives that you feel like are emblematic of the kind of change that you've been able to effect?
1: Absolutely. We, um, oh gosh, there's so many good stories. We, the interview, once we went through the training, once our students went through and passed the training, they received a certificate that we felt like would just be, would hold some clout in the industry. We have industry partners that we reached out to, to let them know, here's some, some people that have just graduated. They've learned, they understand the safety requirements. They understand how to, how to rack. They just need a chance. So um, we did the best we could for placement, but then we, Solar Landscape had the chance at that time to hire a good number of, of, of students who who passed. I was part of that interview process and I just remember falling in love with these students and their stories. There was um uh, a female, and her name is Jewel. She was awesome. She taught me her. She told me her whole story and how she fell in love with construction, believe it or not, through um, watching her maintenance man in her New York City apartment just fix things, and she thought that was so fascinating. So she left her job in nursing to, to believe it or not, pursue construction. I just loved her and her work ethic, and we hired her, and she's been on the roof ever since. And. What's really cool about that is she's I didn't realize this at the time, but six months into her job, maybe she told us about her twin sister who loved the idea. And we hired her, too. So she, we have um, we have two two twin females up on the roof, which has been really, really great. And then another really good story was um, someone named Ricky Gass, who. Uh, came through the Edison Job Corps program. We hired him. He um he was living in, in Newark with his daughter and just in my interview with him said, I I I have had a rough past. I know I've made some mistakes and I, I need a chance. And we gave him a chance. And he's been uh, making prevailing wage, changing lives. He ended up having a second baby in the time that he's been there. And he's gone on record of saying if it wasn't for this job, you know, he doesn't really know where he would where he would be at this point. So he's he's been a a, a big success that we've had. He actually got the chance to meet Governor Murphy in the ribbon cutting that we had back in in, I want to say June of 2020.
0: That's right. That was the largest community yeah. solar project in the, or the first community solar project in the state, right?
1: To be turned on. Yep. That was in Perth Amboy. He's, he worked on that project. So did Joel. So did a couple other students from the, that came through our training program. Um, and then he was there to introduce the governor during the ribbon cutting. Wow.
0: Yeah. What a special cool. moment for you yeah. as well to see that happen. It was amazing. And- I'm sure you guys are tracking this, but can you share a little bit about the metrics of maybe the improved, I'll call it life quotient? Like, I, I imagine I've seen a number of these workforce We're development programs where folks are, in some cases, literally coming out of homeless shelters. In the case of our friend, Nicole Steele, working at Grid, right? Um, What are some of the uh, life changes that you've been able to help empower from, even from a monetary perspective?
1: Oh, I mean... So we've hired several and just from, you know, we try to, I try to just tread lightly on that topic, said so I would never want to embarrass anyone. And, but yeah, I have heard someone that we hired was working at, at QuickCheck making $15 an hour and, and he was living out of his car. There was a, another person that we hired that was walking back and forth to the job site. We didn't realize it for a few days and someone else ended up, having, you know, giving him a, a ride back and forth we've had a couple of people that have said they bought their first car. It's a real, I mean, we happen to have the luxury of paying them very, very well because of the prevailing wage laws. So they are making an incredible income. Yeah. And then even in our current trainings right now, we're doing, we just finished a training down in South Jersey this year. What I've been talking about is mostly last year through COVID and our virtual training, but we've adapted. That's something I'd be happy to talk about, but we've we've shifted what we've done. We learned a lot last year and now we're doing in-person trainings. You know, The COVID requirements have sort of lightened up. So we're doing really nice in-person trainings in conjunction with, um, in partnership with GAF Roofing Academy, which has been awesome.
0: Wow. That's phenomenal. And for those who are unfamiliar, GAF is uh, of course, Part of Standard Industries, one of the largest companies in the world, definitely the largest roofing Mm -hmm. uh, vendor, manufacturer, and now a renewable energy installer in the world. That is remarkable. I was going to ask a bit about how, where this goes from here. It -hmm. it seems to me like there are a lot of colleges, universities, community uh, organizations asking for this kind of training. You and I talked about in the previous call with the partnership with the state of New Jersey, with the partnership with GAF, how can others who want to adopt the learnings yeah. from your workforce development program uh, you know how, how can they take, the next can steps take from it
1: I think yeah. something that I, I is worth mentioning is we uh, myself and and my team we because we just spent so much time listening and learning and getting introductions and taking those calls and spending time understanding we were also asked to be on a lot of advisory boards so I sit on the advisory board for the Council of community colleges in New Jersey I have a great relationship with the Council of technical vocational schools we've done several just talks with classes I mean we've had guest speaking engagements over the past year probably upwards of 15 different teachers and professors have asked us to come talk. And that's only because we've put ourselves out there as we would love to. We would love to just share what's going on in the industry, um, not only from an environmental standpoint, but just from making a difference in the world. But also this is something that is going to, these jobs will be be there for them when they graduate. So we we do what we can to give PowerPoint presentations. There's a, a really nice advisory board that we sit on that every quarterly just does calls with educators across the state to say, like, this is a really hot industry. It's one of the top, what we're being told is it's top four industry in our state right now, which makes complete sense. And here's, just educators that care saying, okay, in, okay, industry, like someone like solar landscape, what's important? What do you, what, what would be helpful for us to teach? And then we come in myself and, and Sean Keegan, our CEO will advise on what would be helpful if, if you could kind of add this to your curriculum. That's been really a, a big change in the last year that I think we're making a big difference. The green ambassador program, I haven't even talked about yet. And that's something else we're doing. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, well, tell me about the Green Ambassador Program. I'm also curious if this is something that other companies like GAF could, in some way, adopt or or enable, right? Elevate the work that you're doing at at scale.
1: Um, the, The Green Ambassador Program that we created is geared towards high school students. So we just spent so much time with the reach out to let them know that this is what's happening and this is who we are and we'd love to be a part of it. So we were not only vocational school students, but also just traditional public high school students, you know, environmental science classes, things like that. We extended the invitation to be part of a webinar series that we were going to host to teach things like policy, careers, business strategy, environmental issues. And those students who were interested would sit in on our webinar and kind of at that point be part of a little group called the Green Ambassadors across our state. Um, at the end of the webinar series, we offered $20,000 in scholarships for any small group that put together like a, I think what we call it a community sustainability challenge where they had to come up with a, a problem and a solution. And then we created a, a little, a board of people to judge that judge those projects. And then we're going to offer $20,000 in scholarships. That's just another way we're reaching some of the younger
0: groups. And so if someone wanted to uh, partner with solar landscape or with some of the program modules that or you know, borrow some of the program modules that you've, created uh, similar to how you've integrated with GAF and their solar university, what would that look like?
1: Throughout our workforce program, I think our motto, like I've I've mentioned a couple of times has been to just, to just listen and create solutions just based on what we're hearing. And that was probably our biggest success. And, and my biggest takeaway just as the director of community engagement. So if there are any organizations who want to partner with us, um, I just welcome an email or a call to our team and we would just hear out how we could partner. That's what we're here for.
0: Well, I, I would like to have you come back and bring your brother, Sean, yeah. and talk more about uh, the origin story, the humble beginnings of solar landscape and how uh, you've grown, not not just in workforce development and community impact, but now uh, you know one of the well-recognized community solar companies in New Jersey and the broader market. Would that be interesting?
1: Oh, gosh, we would love that.
0: So Kate, along that line, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to engage? Where do you like to be found?
1: Email is a perfect way. It's kate at soullandscape.com. I'm always available. It's right on my phone. I welcome conversations like this. This is how a lot of the magic has started. It's just someone hearing about us and, and reaching out or me just me pursuing that, pursuing an organization. So I'd be happy to take a, a phone call or an email with anyone who's interested in, in chatting.
0: Kate Gold is the director of community engagement and workforce development for Solar Landscape, but of course, as we've been discussing, she is the top solar champion and solar change maker mm-hmm. for 2021, as nominated and awarded by Solar Power World. Kate, look forward to having you back. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with the SunCast tribe.
1: Absolutely, it's been a pleasure. And if there's anything that I can offer, it's just keep having those conversations. And if if anyone wants to reach out to me directly, I'd be happy to, to chat.
0: All right, that's a wrap on today's conversation with my friend Kate Gold. I'd like to say thank you so much to Kate and to her team for taking the time out of their busy day to help us understand what it looks like to build a workforce development program and how the community solar movement is elevating the workforce in our clean economy. The fun doesn't have to stop here, though. You can go join us on LinkedIn. As I said, you can connect with Kate there. Of course, she gave you her email. If you are so inclined, I hope that you will reach out and thank her for sharing her wisdom with us here uh, in the Suncast tribe. If you do enjoy content like this, as I said, you can find more than 400 episodes with resources, highlights from those discussions, social media links, book recommendations, and so much more uh, on our blog over at mysuncast.com. Com. That's also where you can find other ways to engage with the SunCast Tribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, our newsletter, and get notified when new episodes and video content come out, so that you can learn more, just like you have here today. I'd also just really be overwhelmed and honored if you would take two minutes to give us a five-star rating and a review in apple podcasts uh, or just give us a like in whatever podcast player you are using it makes such a difference and it helps others find this life-changing content that you've gotten to experience if you don't think that it's life-changing well then i hope that you'll give me some feedback as well you can do that nico at mysuncast.com remember you are what you listen to thank you for showing up solar warrior it's half the battle